Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. I've got a very a simple question for you. What is the best way for you to get a new client as a financial advisor? I want you to think about that for a second. And, you know, if your brain's going to, well, seminars and networking and social media and cold walking and cold calling, all those things, uh, you're missing what I'm really trying to say here. Um, in my experiences, there are really two ways, uh, two dominant ways, two preferred ways uh, that my clients like to go ahead and grow their businesses. Uh, 1A, 1B, right? So 1B is going to be uh, referrals slash introductions from other professionals, right? Centers of influence, CPAs, attorneys, people like that. But the dominant way, the primary way my clients get new clients is by introductions from very happy, satisfied clients. Now, question number two. If you believe what I just said. So if I were if you were if, if I were on stage and you were in one of my talks and, and I asked you to do this, how many of you here believe that a qualified referral from a happy client is either the best way or the second best way, right? First being maybe centers of influence, the best way to get a new client, i.e. to grow your business. How many would raise how many of you would raise your hand? Right? And when I've done this, quite frankly, you know. 99, 98 out of 100 advisors will raise their hand. There's always, they're quite frankly, there's always a couple of weird people that still like cold calling and stuff like that. So we let them be in the corner over there, right? But vast majority, right, will say, hey, you know, that, that's good. Yeah, I agree. Right. Follow-up question. If you agree with my statement that getting introduced to new people from happy clients is one of the best ways to grow your business, then I have a question for you. How much time, how much energy, and how much effort do you put towards that? Business case 101, right? I have strategy, it's preferred strategy, it's effective, it works, it's cost efficient. How much energy do I put towards it? And that, my friends, has been one of the biggest disconnects that I've seen in my now 26 years. If you believe that, and I hope you do, by the way, then why aren't you putting more energy and effort into it? So I know the first thing you'll say is, well, Joe, I don't know what to do. How do you do it, right? And I'm gonna make a statement and I'm gonna back up my statement with some facts, okay? In my experiences, working with my clients, getting clients to introduce us is 5% strategy, 95% psychology. So it's not even a Pareto law of 80-20, it's well past that. Why? Because you don't, there's no, there's no magical letter, right? Well, Joey, you have a letter we can send out. And we can probably get you one, but it's not going to be effective. Um, and if it was really effective, trust me, I'd have it for sale. You can have it for $25,000, right? doesn't exist. What really, if you think about it, what do you need to get a qualified referral? Slash, and then when I say referral introduction, by the way, it's really the same thing, just that the R word has been bastardized so much in our industry that now people talk about introductions like it's really something different. It's not, okay? So, what do you need? What do you need to generate that? You need a couple things. I'm gonna give you the formula real quick. So, first off, the advisor, you, need to be aware this is something that we have to get our heads around and we must be proactive around, all right? So, our psychology, our awareness, Number two, by a couple of different methods, 
we have to make our clients aware that we're open for business, that we're here to help, we're here to serve, right? Number three, the part I don't control is timing. Think about this. I can't make somebody give me a name, and nor should you ever, by the way, we'll talk about that. But what I can do is make sure my client is aware that I'm here to help, that I'm here to serve. And is and if as they run across people, they talk, you know, they visit whatever communication they have, and something comes up about retirement or I've got to get a new person because they're retiring, that our client connects the dots, and now we have an introduction. We do not control the third piece of it. We control the second piece, and we definitely control the first piece. Now, I will never name names, but there are other there are consultants in this industry who will run around and say things like, well, you know, you don't have to go promote referrals because real professionals don't do that. Doctors don't, lawyers don't, blah, blah, And my answer to that is, yes, they do. They just do it in a very soft way. If you've ever walk, walked into your doctor's office and you see a sign that says, we're accepting new patients, guess what? They're letting you know, hey, if you know somebody, refer us, refer us to the doctor, right? Attorneys refer to each other all the time. This is not new. It's just that, think about this. What do we want to hear as advisors, as business people? We want, we want people beating our doors down to come work with us, to come hire us. Isn't that our utopian vision, right? And so you get consultants out there that say, oh yeah, you're right. You can do that, right? No, no, you don't need to do that. And you'll pay them, you'll pay them happily because they're telling you to stay comfortable. But yet it really doesn't work. So when I said 95 and 5, let me give you the five first, okay? Um, because some of you, you know, analytics need to have, okay, Joe, give me the strategy first. I want to hear it. Very simple, okay? There, there are two things I want you to do, maybe up to four, okay? Number one, as you speak to your clients, whether they call you, you call them, and it's a positive conversation, right? So if somebody's pissed off at you, common sense 101, right? Don't bring it up. But if it's it 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 generally a good conversation, Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for being a client, whatever. And by the way, if you run across someone else, we can help. We love that opportunity. That's it, right? Or, hey, don't keep us a secret. Or if you know somebody that, you know, could really use a second opinion, a second voice, please keep us a mind. Any variation, there's, there's no magic verbiage, okay? The verb, when the, you know what the magic verbiage is? The verbiage that you'll spew out of your mouth on a regular basis, okay? So we do that. That's just in our interaction, right? Then in our reviews, we have an agenda item at the end of the review. Hopefully you have an agenda. That's a whole other topic. That says introductions and say, let's talk about, hey, are we serving you well? Is there anything else we can do for you? Any way we can improve how we work with you? And if you get a positive response, say, great. You know, we're here. We're here to serve and help people that you know. So if you run across somebody, please give us a mind. If you know someone, please give us a mind. And that's it. We're never going to demand names. We're not going to sit there and say, well, who do you know? And stuff like that. You know, because that, you know, that's like, that's like, I call it, I call it the law and order. And some of you, real estate, some of you uh, insurance people, if you've been around, remember these things, right? You get done with a policy, you slide the piece of paper or the cards over, right? Or something like that. And hey, who do you know? And, and you, you know, you might as well put a spotlight on them while you're at it, right? Hey, confess your friends to me, right? We don't do that. It's unprofessional, okay? But I think a lot of you think that way. 
Like, well, I've got to go ask for names. No, you never ask for a name ever. What you do is you create awareness. There's no magic here. It's about the grind, okay? So think about that. Now, most of you, if you've been around in business for a while, you'll probably interact with anywhere from five to 15 clients a day. Referrals, calls in, calls out, touch base calls, whatever. What would happen to your business if every day, three to five times a day, so we're not even talking like 50% of the time, we're talking like you know a third of the time, you happen to just mention this. Right. And then in addition to that, you had a little tagline on the bottom. Hey, you, you know, your introductions are, are welcome. Um, you invite guests to your client events. You know, you do these things to you kind of promote, right, to kind of raise awareness. Think of it as a giant awareness campaign. And then you let. So I've got number one. Right. You get it. Number two, we communicate to our clients. Number three, we let Mother Nature take its course. And we don't know how long this is going to take to trust tape. Right. Could take a while. My experience has always been, and I've said this when I've been out training and doing my talks, that if you would just blindly follow that process for 12 months, you would be a very, very happy camper, right? The problem is, and I'll use that term, it's not an instant gratification game. So, you know, I've had people say, well, Joe, I did this for a week and I haven't gotten any names yet. Really? Dude, you're going to be doing this for the next 30 years and you're worried about what happened in five days, right? Come on. So this is a, you got to think about this as a long term and, you know, year one will be the worst year you'll ever have doing this. Year two will be much better. Year three will be dynamite. And the reason why your clients are now used to hearing it. It's, it's part of the conversation, right? With never being demanding. Okay. Now, so that is the 5%. There's your strategy. I just saved you $5,000, $10,000. You don't need to go to a, a weekend referral bootcamp and hire referral consultants and, and do all this other stuff. And, you know, some people do these advisory boards because, you know, and, and let's say the advisory board is a backdoor way of getting advocates. You know, that's the truth, right? And I've seen consultants run around with those too. And you don't have to do all that. You just need to three to five times a day remind clients you're open for business. It's a couple sidebars. I'm going to be a little random because I'm just in that mood for this. When a client asks you or a friend asks you or a buddy asks you, hey, how's business? What do you say? Business is good. We're really busy, right? As soon as the word busy comes out of your mouth, you basically have said to that person, I cannot handle more. That is the inference. So if you're walking around telling everybody, look how successful I am because my hair is on fire and I'm busy, you will not get names because they don't want to hurt you. They don't want to do that to you. And... If I'm a client and I hear how busy you are, I'm going to go into self-preservation mode saying, wait a second. If Joe say he's busy and my buddy over there has got $2 million and he's retiring, you know, I like Joe. I'm, I, I want him for myself. So, hey, dude, you're on your own. You're going to figure that out, right? And that's what happens. And I'll say this respectfully, you know, the older you get, the more mature you are, the more you know, experience you have in this industry, you know, you really run the risk unless you're communicating. I've seen this with clients of mine in their 60s and 70s. Yes, and I do work with clients of that age who have really almost like their business development is shut down because their inference to clients is they, well, you're going to be retiring soon or you're probably super successful. You don't need any more clients, right? And we get, we get caught up in this and it's all solvable by the 95% mindset shift. So let's talk about this now. Okay. Now, 
Why don't advisors just become referral and introduction centric? Now look, and I agree if you're starting out in your career, that's a little different animal. So I get it, but let me tell you this. The earlier in your career you get this psychology and mindset, the sooner you'll never have to worry about growing your business again. Okay? The way it works. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the real work here. The 95%. So why don't advisors just, if, if intellectually, as I said earlier in this video, intellectually, right? You raise your hand, yes, best way, and yet I do very little around it. Why is there a disconnect? Because logic would say, sound strategy, great return on investment, do it massively. I'll tell you why. Fear, living beliefs, the man or woman in the mirror, your internal dialogue, your MIOS, we call it MIOS, your OS, operating system, right? Your psychology. So why don't advisors do this? Well, I'm going to give you some, and look, you're going, you'll self-identify with one that kind of speaks to you. Some, some advisors, quite frankly, don't believe they deserve the success. They feel almost lucky that they have clients to begin with, and how could I ever impose upon another human being, I don't want to piss them off, I want to just, you know, I, I, got, I got to play it safe. And my answer to that has always been, if your clients were really pissed off, A, you would know it, or the B, you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't have them as a client, right? They would ache it out. So what it really boils down to, you're not sure of your value prop. You're not sure of the value you're bringing in, right? So if I go back to what I said earlier, when you're in a review and at the end of the review, you kind of check in, are we serving well? Are we doing things properly? Is anything else? The reason why I'm doing it, two people need to hear a positive answer. The client needs to have it come out of their mouth and then you need to hear it, right? That way it reinforces. Then we can go pivot into that conversation, right? So number one, I find a lot of providers just, you know, they're just, they don't believe they deserve the business. Number two, bad belief, belief. Real professionals don't promote referrals. Hence we don't, hence we don't get a lot, see, and it's rinse and repeat all the way around, like a belief cycle, right? And again, I'll say to you, that is a very comfortable approach that probably cost you millions of dollars in your career in terms of earnings. So if you want to hold on to that puppy, be my guest. What I am telling you is referral gathering and introduction promotion is about your ability to get uncomfortable and do new things. What I tell my clients, and you know, I gave you the verbiage, right? I gave you the strategies. What I tell my clients is basically this. How many times in the last 12 months have you proactively reminded your client about referrals and introductions? And normally I get the answer of zero. Great. What do you want to do starting tomorrow? Well, John, I'm going to do it five times a day. No, you're not. Because your brain is going to go, hell no. That's you have five, man. We haven't done five in five years. We're going to do five in a day. That's the way. So you start with one. You pick your best buddy client, right? The one that you know will almost literally do anything you ask them to do. You have great rapport with them. And you say, hey, man, thanks for calling today, chit-chat, whatever. Do me a favor. Keep me in mind. If you know someone, we can help. We're always here, right? And that's it. I mean, it could be as nonchalant as that, and you check a box, right? With that being said, the first 10 of them are going to be really, really uncomfortable because it's a new behavior, right? And if you think about it, the way I've set this up, I've set this up where you're not going to fail because let's really look at what we're asking. Hey, keep us in mind, 
right? If you run across somebody, right? We're never saying, who do you know, right? Or can you, right? Because those are, those, are, those are demands, right? We're just awareness. So if I say, look, man, keep me in mind. If you run across somebody, we're always looking. We're always here to help. We're always here to serve. What's the worst answer you're going to get? Um, I don't know. You know what? Dude, I don't know anybody right now. I'll keep you in mind, right? Literally 98% of the time you're going to hear, you know what? I'll keep you in mind or I don't know somebody on the off chance. They may say, hey, and that does happen. You know, my buddy over here, I know he's getting ready to retire, blah, blah, blah. You might get that, right? But I would not, I would not want to, I would not want to expect that, right? It's all about what I call failure and rejection proofing the process, okay? And with this, you're not, the rejection is, hey, I'll keep you in mind. And let me say this right now, and I'm being very honest. If you cannot stomach that, you are going to struggle in this business for a long time. If you cannot handle, I'll keep you in mind, or I don't know anyone right now, I'll keep you in mind, you can't stomach that as failure and rejection, then we have a whole different conversation, right? So you got to believe you deserve the business. And here's the other thing too. If you make this about you, and I've heard people guys say this, and like, like it kind of raises the hair on the back of my neck, uh, if I had any hair on the back of my neck. You know, hey, you know, we're, we're looking to grow our business, and because we're looking to grow our business, you have to know a couple people. Nobody cares about you growing your business. And if you make it about yourself, two things, a bad message, a bad vibe. Number two, doesn't that sound selfish? Oh, look, hey, we need this. Hey, we need people. I got to make more money. Now, mama needs a new pair of shoes, right? Like, why would we do that? And this is the other reason why, because you're, it's under a false pretense. So I want this to be about service. I want this to be about helping people. I want this to be about getting the word out. And, and look, and I'm telling you, you know, we're not going to be very much longer here in this, in this episode. That's it. That's 80% of the process right there, right? Just open mouth, say something intelligent, right? Just deal with it the first 10 times. Let Mother Nature take its course and do it on a regular basis massively. Now, I've got clients who have done this. And, you know, they'll source 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 names a year from their client base. Now, does that mean that all 70 or all 50 are qualified? No. You know, half are. So the next question is, well, Joe, I don't want to do this because, you know, I'm, I'm looking for A clients, those double, triple A's, those platinum type clients. And, and I, I don't want these little clients, so I, I don't say anything. That is your justification mentally not to do the uncomfortable. That's the story you tell yourself to abdicate the responsibility of taking action. And that's all that is. So let's just play this out for a second. You do get a referral of a non-quality. You, you get them, and look, I don't want to get into this today, process introductory call, which is a fit call basically, then we go from there, right? So and if, the, if in the introductory slash fit call, 20, 30 minutes, you find out that A, they have no money or they're weird, whatever it is, you say, look, I would love to help you, but here's the reality. Based upon your current economic situation, the amount of money you have, it would be not in your best interest to hire me because my fees would have to be so high. They would eat into your returns. And as fiduciary, I, I just can't do that. So here's what I'm going to recommend you do. I think you should go to X. X could be discount broker, the bank, the credit union, wherever, right? And you improve them by giving them direction. And that is the only promise we ever make. We'll spend some time with them and we'll, we'll look at their situation and we'll look to improve their situation. I never said I was going to take them on no matter what, right? 
And you got to remember that, right? You're not taking on all comers, but you're going to give any human being 20 to 30 minutes of your time if they come from a client and you'll diagnose them and you're going to, and maybe they will come in. Maybe they'll be a great fit or at least it'll look like a great fit, right? You'll bring them in. So that's why when I say half will not be qualified, they'll be not economically qualified or not emotionally qualified, which is they don't seem coachable. They don't want to make changes. They're do yourself first. They're happy. That's no problem. Hey, 20, 30 minutes. I'm here if you need me. And we move on, right? That is the worst case scenario. That is failing. Oh man, you know, I can't do this because I don't want to get people that, you know, don't, are not in my, my wheelhouse. Again, easily solved. Don't overthink it. All right. That's it. Do not make this more complicated than it is. Because it isn't in my experiences. Okay. Don't buy into, I don't have to do it because I'm a professional. That's just, again, that's a narrative you tell yourself. To say, to say safe, to say comfortable, right? And I want you to, and I want you to do two things real quick, and then we're going to wrap this up. I don't know how long you've been. I don't again. I don't know you in most cases, so I'll ask the question this way. I want you to think about how long you've been in this business, and then I want you to project if you had another three to five ideal clients every year in that period of time. And then I want you to go back and figure out how much money that's cost you in your career, because that's what we're really talking about here. And that's a safe, and I'm comfortable with that number. I know it's way more than that, but for illustrative, let's just keep it three to five a year, right? How much revenue is that taken away from you and your family every year in your career? Second question, if you don't change and make a difference and get your head around this, how much more money are you going to leave on the table for the rest of your career? And I want you to write it down on a piece of paper and look at it. And you can do it in a, you know, in an aggregate or year by year, whatever kind of works for you. And then I want you to imagine that money in your bank account. How would that change your life? The people around you, what would you be able to do? Because that, my friends, is what we're talking about here. So with that being said, I welcome your comments. Please check out MagellanNetwork.net, my personal site, IPGInc.net. Grab a call with me. Let me help you be the best you can be. With that, until the next time, this is Coach Joe. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's Magellan network.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.